Would you pray with me? Father, we do thank you for your word to us. We pray now that you would give us your Holy Spirit so that we might hear it, we might receive it, and we might live it in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning again. I'd like to say good morning a lot. It's just the thing I say, which is always great up until it's evening, and I say it, and then it's awkward. Um, So uh, we ask this question all the time. Uh, We do in all kinds of ways. Will I have enough? We ask it about the important things. It is the question at the heart of every sales pitch and every advertisement for the investment companies, right? Will you have enough money for retirement. We ask it about more mundane things. You know, if you've ever thrown a party, if you've ever entertained, you're the host or the hostess, you want to make sure that you have enough food so that everybody might be fed. And then in the last few years, we ask it about the strangest things. Who would have ever thought that living in America, we would ever wonder if we would have enough of this? I mean, you know, it is, uh, I mean, I just didn't know that that was going to be an issue, but fortunately for me, I had gone to Costco about a week before the pandemic started, and I had a, a big, giant bundle of it. Um, if any of you are wondering uh, if you have enough of this, th- this is up for grabs. Any, anybody? Anybody need some? Uh, you do. Okay, here you go. There you go, Andrew. Hey! NFL, here I come. Uh, yeah. You know, we ask the question, will I have enough all the time? And the disciples, they face a similar question in our gospel reading this morning, and that is this, is Jesus enough? Perhaps somewhere in your life, perhaps this morning, you are asking some form of that question as well. Is Jesus' love enough to forgive that sin that I don't want anybody to know about? Is Jesus' life enough to overcome my state of death? And if I were to offer myself in the way that he calls me to offer myself, will I have enough? And will there be enough to accomplish what he calls me to do? The miraculous feeding of the 5,000 shows us that Jesus is enough on every level. And it shows us this, that you can trust Jesus for your necessities and you can trust Jesus with your necessities. One commentator beautifully summarizes the lessons of the feeding of the 5,000 this way. He writes, those whom Christ feeds, he fills. Those whom Christ feeds, he fills. And this morning, as we look at this short passage of Scripture, I want to point out three ways that Jesus feeds us and fills us that is elaborated in this passage. First, he feeds us and fills us physically. Second, he feeds us and fills us spiritually. And third, he feeds us and fills us vocationally. And we're going to look at these three order in order. So first, he feeds us and fills the Christian physically. The story begins with Jesus 
taking his disciples off to a desolate place. You see, he had sent them out at the beginning of the chapter. He had sent them out to do ministry. And now they've come back, and we learned that they were excited to tell him all the things that they did. They went to proclaim uh, the kingdom of God, and they went to heal people, and they came back successful. And so Jesus, as he does at the end of ministry often, he goes off to a quiet place to rest and to commune with the Father. And in this case, he invites the disciples along so that they might debrief their trip, their little ministry trip that they went on without Jesus. And there is a crowd who has been listening to Jesus and being healed by Jesus who notices them go, and they come around the lake and follow to where Jesus is. They are interested in Jesus because he has been teaching and he has been healing. They are hungry for this. And I think it's worth noting at the very beginning that if you are coming to Jesus this morning and you are hungry for hope and you are hungry perhaps for healing, you are in need of him, that he will not turn you away. Because the passage says that they came around. They are interrupting Jesus' plans, right? He is planning to go off with his disciples. And what does he do? He doesn't wag his finger at them. He welcomes them. If you are eager to hear from the Lord, he will not turn you away. He will feed you. That's the ministry is continuing to happen. Jesus is proclaiming. Uh, These folks have kind of followed Jesus without much concern for their temporal or physical needs, and the the 12 disciples take note of this. And I think quite reasonably, um, they, uh, and rightly, they are concerned for the well-being of the people. And so they come up to Jesus, and they say, well, Jesus, uh, it's getting late in the day. You might want to send them away to find some food and find some shelter, because We're out here in the middle of nowhere. And Jesus' response to them is what? You feed them, right? That's what he says. You feed them. And it's easy for us in in a spiritual sense to spiritualize this passage and just say Jesus is there to feed them spiritually. But the, the basis of this entire miracle is not spiritual. It's what? Physical. And so the disciples are a part of feeding them physically. You can trust Jesus in your life for the physical necessities that you need. You can trust him for food. You can trust him for housing. You can trust him for your bodily health needs. You can trust him for the necessities of your life. Because God feeds and fills us physically. And this is a major theme in the Bible, isn't it? I'm going to give you a couple of references to show you how major a theme it is. In the beginning, what happens? God does what? He creates the entire world. And as part of the world, he gives the plants and eventually he gives the animals for our physical care. He has created us physically and he's created the world to take care of us. Later on, as, the, as God's people, he, uh, we went through this in our His Story series. He takes the people who are in captivity in Egypt, right? And he leads them out of slavery through the Red Sea, and they go out into the wilderness. And in the wilderness, they, uh, they did sin, and they ended up staying there for a very long time. And Exodus 16 tells us the story of how God fed them physically in the wilderness. Every morning the dew would come down, and when the dew came up, there was this stuff called manna. Manna is the bread from heaven. Every day, 
in the wilderness, despite their sin, God takes care of their physical needs. And just a few weeks ago, when Kendall was preaching on the Lord's Prayer, we didn't go into all the different clauses and details of the Lord's Prayer, but one of those is what? Give us this day what? Our daily bread. Jesus himself teaches us to ask our good Father in heaven for our physical needs. Give us this day our daily bread. You can trust Jesus. You can trust God for your necessities for your physical needs. And he will not only feed you, he will fill you. Second, Jesus feeds and fills us spiritually. Our reading began with 5,000 men in in a desolate place. That's not including all the women and the children who were there as well. There were many more people in this miracle. They were eager to hear the good news of the kingdom. And that is exactly what Jesus was proclaiming. He was proclaiming spiritual truth, the good news of the kingdom. And they were hopeful that if they came to him, he would also heal them. Because he's been showing the power of the kingdom of God demonstrates itself in physical healing. They've become, they've come out because in some way they were discontent with the way of their life. They were hungry for this new spiritual reality. Now consider for a moment why you've come out this morning. What is it that you are hungry for? What is it that you need? What is it that you desire in your life? It is, it is possible that Jesus is prepared to give you these things for your life today. He feeds us spiritually. Now this miracle... This feeding of the 5,000, it's interesting because it is one of two miracles that is included in all four Gospels. The other miracle is the resurrection. And the Apostle John, in John chapter 6, after the feeding of the 5,000, he includes a little bit of an addendum to this story. And Jesus uh, tells the crowds who came back to him the next day, they were there for the feeding, and then they've come back around, And he tells them that he himself is the bread of life. Anyone who comes to me shall not hunger. Anyone who believes in me shall never thirst. And that the people who come should not just seek physical food, but they should seek spiritual food as well. They should seek the food that endures to eternal life which only Jesus gives. He's talking about an eternal spiritual feeling, feeding. He is talking about how he is the spiritual food. And those whom Christ feeds this spiritual food, he will fill. He will completely fill. As believers, if you want to find true contentment, you only find it in Jesus. If you come to him for spiritual food, the bread of life, he will not only feed you, but he will fill you. He is, in fact, enough. And finally, I want you to notice this. Not only does Jesus feed us physically, not only does he feed us spiritually, but he feeds the disciples vocationally. The disciples, they must trust Jesus with everything. Everything they have. This is what Jesus is teaching the disciples in Luke chapter 9. You can trust me with your life. 
and you can trust me with your stuff. I've called you to follow me, and I promise to make you fishers of men. You can trust me with the very purpose of your life, your, vaca- your vocation. He is the one who sends them out to do the ministry, to proclaim the kingdom of God, to be fishers of men. And he sent them out, if you were to flip back to the beginning of Luke chapter 9, he sends them out with this, uh, with this stipulation. He says, don't take anything with you. Don't take any food, don't take any money, don't take a change of clothes. He's creating a place where the disciples, he's creating an environment where the disciples must depend on Jesus for everything. They're not dependent on themselves. We can't be dependent on ourselves. We can't depend on ourselves for the physical things of life. We can't depend on ourselves for the spiritual things of life. And Jesus is saying, if you're going to answer my call, if you're going to actually go and fish for men, if you're going to be successful about sharing faith with anybody, with your spouse or your children or your neighbors or your friends, if you're going to give hope in any way, if you're going to live into this life that I've called you to live into, you must depend on me for everything and you must trust me with everything this has a lot to tell us about our lives as disciples he has a purpose for you he has a desire for you he wants to send you out to love the world and to care for them he wants you to literally feed people I mean, quite actually. If you go to Matthew 25, he goes, he says, when did you feed me? And the disciples say, well, what, what do you mean? When, when did we feed you? He goes, well, when you feed the least of these, you have done it for me. The call of the disciples has a deep purpose. Our call as disciples have a deep purpose. And here's the thing. If you follow Jesus long enough, if you follow him obediently, he's going to lead you to a place where you have to completely depend on him. And the second thing is this. He's going to ask you to offer things that you don't want to offer to him. He's going to ask you to offer your last bit of food. He's going to ask you to give up something for his kingdom. He's going to take that simple, sometimes almost all, well, not sometimes, all times, inadequate offering... He's going to take it, and he's going to bless it, and it's going to become incredible. I mean, just look at what the disciples do. They go, well, we can't really feed them because we don't have anything. All we have are these two little fish and these five loaves of bread. Now, uh, we think, let me just clear something up. We're not talking about like two tunas that you caught off the island of Sullivan's Island. We're talking about two sardines that have been dried and salted. I mean, this is an incredibly modest offering. He gives them, he sent them out with nothing. They basically have nothing. And then he gives them an absolutely impossible task. Have you ever felt that way in your Christian life? Have you ever felt that way just in life? Like, oh my goodness, I'm supposed to do this thing? You remember that first job where you had some real sort of responsibility? Oh my gosh, whose bright idea was it to put me in charge of this? I mean, this is what's happening with the disciples. And what we see is a truth that if you will submit yourself to his call, if you will take whatever simple, inadequate offering and give it to him, 
He takes it, he blesses it, right? He takes the loaves, he takes the fish, he blesses it, and he gives them to him. And what happens? Incredible miracles happen. It's incredible. If you will just simply offer what you have to him, he'll do two things. He'll bless it, he'll use it for his glory, and then finally, I want you to notice something. It's in verse 17. It's there at the end. Read it with me. It's on the screens to your, there. And they all ate and were what? Satisfied. You see, a miracle takes place in which everybody is satisfied. He is enough. That's number one. Number two, the disciples who brought the offering in the first place, right? What do they do? And they collected what was left over and they picked up 12 baskets full. Here's a bonus. He not only feeds us spiritually or physically, spiritually, vocationally, but he feeds us abundantly. He feeds us abundantly. They arguably pick up from the crowds more than they started with. And this is the order of the kingdom of God. If you will take what you have and offer it to him and put it to work in the kingdom, if you will take your personal gifts and do ministry, if you will take your financial gifts and submit it to him, if you will do anything... You take your children and offer them to him. He not simply will bless it and use it. He will give you more of it. If he feeds you, he will fill you. And I wonder there are three things that we need. We do need him to feed us physically. We need him to feed us spiritually. We need him to feed us vocationally. And if we do this, we will experience true contentment in life. And not only that, but we will see his kingdom explode. Friends, Jesus doesn't need us, but he's called us. And if this church, if this community is going to see uh, Uh, abundance. That's the theme for this year. If you were at the annual meeting, if you've read the annual report, the theme is abounding, abundance. If we're going to see abundance, all of us must offer all of ourselves to him and trust him and see him bless it and do mighty things. If we want to see our world change, if we want to see our communities change, if you want to see your family change, then offer yourself to him, and he will bless it. There are a couple things that are happening in the service that help us in this. First is, um, in a few minutes, we're going to make our offering to the Lord. Some of you have given online, thank you. Some of you will give in the plate. Some of you uh, are thinking about getting giving. Would you ask him, as the plate passes by, would you just say, thank you, Lord, for this blessing. Would you bless it abundantly? And bring about satisfaction. Bring about your kingdom through it. That's number one. Second, it will come to the Lord's table. And as you receive from the Lord's table, will you thank him that he provides not only for your physical needs, but for your spiritual needs. He is the bread of life. And here it is that we receive from him. Finally, 
if at the end of the service we will come to our post-communion prayer. And there is a beautiful part in it. And I want you to pray earnestly with me. It's this line. It says this. Father, send us out to do the work you've given us to do. To love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. We ask him to bless our offering. We receive from him the eternal food that will not perish at his table. And we pray to him with faith that he will use us in his world to love and serve him. Let's pray. Lord, I do thank you that you are an abundant God, that you not only promise to feed us, but you promise to fill us. You promise to give us satisfaction. You promise to give us contentment. You promise to do mighty things with the very simple things that we have to offer. Lord, would you help us to be open-handed today in small and in big ways, that we might see your kingdom come, we might see people fed, we might see lives changed and people healed. Lord, that we might give you glory. Lord, thank you for this miracle. Thank you that for this call that you've given us. Help us to walk in it by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.